You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, kind sir, how are you? I am pretty good, man. I'm I'm in that middle ground, Chris, of like, mm-hmm optimism and failed or uh failed expectation <laughs> and by the way for a peek behind the curtains for anyone listening this is a late start even for us even for uh, us there is there is usually a good amount of of just catching up and bsing prior to the call prior to the beginning of the taping but this is this is an exceptional one. This is not an experience that I had on Monday to put it to, to bring this all full <laughs> circle. Uh, not an experience I had on Monday. But man, football has been so much fun this year, and I, I feel so bad saying that because my my partner here just doesn't enjoy it because of decisions uh, that her team has made. And I can't remember a year where I enjoyed football more. And I imagine you're in a similar boat. Yeah, I am. I'm in a, like I said, I'm in a weird place right now because from the looks of things, we're all right. But consolation prizes are no fun. Yeah, that's fair. Did you, and we're obviously talking about the Lions, and I've got BavadaSportsbook.com open. We're going to take a look at all of this week's games, do make our picks and all that fun stuff in just a minute. But we're obviously talking about the Lions. Is where where is this in terms of where they are versus your expectations for where they would be? Um, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird because I think they're right where I'd like them to be. If I'm mm-hmm. being really fair, and that's why I say that, like, oh, this this dissatisfaction uh, and of of like failed expectation is new. It's newfound. Yeah. So I have to, if that's, that's on me, that's, that's on me. I think they're in a really good place. I think the thing I wanted to see, which was a culture shift has, has shown up more than it hasn't. That's fair. And it doesn't hurt that Amonra St. Brown has taken a step to where he has to be considered one of the like star wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, through three weeks, the guy's on pace to catch 130 passes. Yeah, we talked about this in the pre-show. We're like, huh, what's a what's a good year for a good year two for him? And we were teetering around the same numbers, just a, a larger yards per catch. And he's like, watch this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you seriously overestimate the rest of the talent in this wide receiver room, sir. Although yeah, I guess yeah. we did we did, uh, we did assume Jameson Williams would be playing football. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he's getting his touches, he's getting his looks, and uh, he's he's making the most out of him. And what's funny is that while obviously there were the having more mouths to feed and fewer balls to go around, it, you would think it would hurt him. But having Williams to be a legitimate guy who takes the top off the defense is only going to make things easier for St. Brown. Exactly. His style of play is perfect for a young receiver with speed to burn who's going to be used as a deep threat to start, of course, more than anything else. And yeah. it's gonna help. It's gonna help him out just based on him being on the field. I'm actually looking forward to it because the Lions' offense is the highlight. I mean, DeAndre Swift also has been good on pace for 1,300 yards and 45 catches, about 2,000 total yards, 12 scores. 
and this is with him being a little banged up and having a being on a pitch count. I actually enjoyed not the fact that he's on a pitch count, obviously, but enjoyed how he played while nursing because it was clear that he was, but he didn't play to the detriment of the team. I think there were some plays where I'm like, all right, let's get him out before and then, you know, don't want to put that in the air. But, you know, I think take care of him. Let's get to the bye week, get his touches. I would love to see him hit that goal. He set the goal out of 2,000 total yards. Mm -hmm. He's looking good. I think – I don't know if he watched Hard Knocks himself and watched – I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Of course he did. You have to. Uh, And it's like, okay, you either answer the call. You know, and his coach has been doing this for a while, but you either answer the call publicly or you don't. And kudos to him, man, for picking up the phone. What is your take on number 16? Because kind of a mixed bag for your starting quarterback on pace for 4,200 yards and 40 touchdowns to only 11 interceptions, which obviously you're going to take that any year. Mm-hmm. But a sub-60% completion percentage. Here's my take. My, it's two parts. It's uh, golf himself and his relation to the team mm-hmm. and the quarterback position. As a whole. Yeah. First with golf, uh, happy, happy to see that whatever year two acclimated to the culture, acclimated to the offense, whatever all that is, is is the transition has been successful. Cool, 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 cool. Definitely need him to be good for the offense to be good. Got it. Things like or moments like the end of the Vikings game where talent, like his talent just fails him. Yeah, his his high end ceiling or his high end talent, which is a relatively average ceiling, comparatively, just doesn't get the job done when you need a play made, and so that disappoints me. Now, the thing that I'm a little bit nervous about because our coaching staff is family oriented is that they're going to look at this relative success and maybe I hope not, but maybe think that we're okay at the quarterback position, which we're mm-hmm. not. We're not. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Goff is playing better than I expected he would be playing at this point. And he's also, I mean, I think everybody made the joke that that Goff going to Detroit was about the worst personality fit, personality slash uh, location fit, as you could imagine. But he's just kind of put his head down. He's not trying to draw attention to himself. And honestly, he's kind of embodying that blue collar attitude, just trying to get the job done. Just trying to get the job done. And that's kudos, man. Like for real. Shout out. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pile on one and two is not where we want it to be, maybe. Again, see, no, that's not true. One and two is fine based on the schedule. It's getting to a point now though where, you know, there's no other excuse for, yeah. for golf. You know, and and uh I don't say that in a way of giving him the boot, but I also say it in a way of he's not our guy. He's not our guy. Play well, treat him well, acknowledge that he's taking a step forward. He's not our guy, though. It's a weird spot to be in, though, because the Lions are currently picking 16. You have to think that that's probably around where they're going to pick when this is all said and done. Maybe even a little bit lower if they start finding a way to win these games that they're they're finding a way to lose right now. And that's not an ideal position if you're in search of a quarterback. All the top guys are going to be off the board. Will Levis and uh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. You're talking about, at that point, the projects. You're talking about 
I don't know, Anthony Richardson from Florida, who mm-hmm. people fell in love with after that first week. And I just, I don't see a guy who's even close to being a professional quarterback right now. Oh man. Thank you. Uh, he makes some fun highlight plays, but he, he only throws the ball at one speed. He has a weird arm angle and not that that's a killer. Philip rivers made it work, but he doesn't put touch on the ball right now. He like, I, and he doesn't seem to see the game right now. He's the epitome of an athlete playing the position. And, you know, two years from now, Hey, maybe we'll talk, we're talking about something else. Guys do develop, but he's not there yet. Uh, you have Tyler Van Dyke from Miami. Who's been unimpressive. It's just, it, it makes you think that you either have to package assets to go up and get a guy or you have to find the next veteran to uh, sign off the scrap heap effectively. Yeah, we don't want to repeat what this is. We definitely don't. And that's the catch. That's the catch. We'd have to be a little bit sorrier. I don't want the project. I could. And I could go for the veteran who is a level. I'll even take one level above golf. I mean, and, is that Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, man. That's who was flashing in my membrane, absolutely, to be honest. That's who was flashing in my membrane. I could take a Garoppolo who – there is a thing. There is a thing about him. I think there were two or three plays in that loss against the Broncos where I'm like, damn, that's that's what his agent is probably talking about when you talk about his the difference he makes. He can just yeah. his his angles, his poise. It's 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 impressive. Sometimes I can't think of you know, um, man. I'm looking at these the who's going to be available. Uh, Daniel Jones will probably be available. Carson Wentz will probably be available again. Um, <clears throat> uh, whoever Trubisky will probably be available again, unless they they let him be a backup next year. Uh, nothing there. Nothing there. Nothing there, nothing there, nothing there, nothing there. Maybe, maybe the Titans move on from Tannehill, but that's uninspiring. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Panthers move on from Baker, but that's uninspiring. Mm-hmm. I imagine the Saints are going to move on from Jameis because it seems like they're getting ready to move on from Jameis right mm-hmm. now with mm-hmm. uh, with Andy Dalton taking snaps. Uh, nothing there, nothing there. Is I wonder if the best case scenario. And and maybe it is Garoppolo. Garoppolo is certainly the best guy who's definitely going to be available. Is if this this Las Vegas situation continues the way it's going, and maybe make a play for Derek Carr. Yeah, I don't know how. I can't remember the last the last time a quarterback of his, I guess the uh, caliber or preseason caliber. If he continues his play, I don't know how to how it'll look as someone who's desired. I can I can see it in a draftable prospect where you you crash and burn and you end up going from first to third round. But I really don't know how that plays out as a as a veteran. Does he lose money? Does he are there the less suitors? Howard, I don't know if I, mean, I want a Derek Carr at this. That I think the situation and I, I ascribe a lot of the troubles in Las Vegas to the fact that they hired Josh McDaniels to be their head coach. Fair. A guy who just should never, and, and look, and you learned this as well. Don't hire Bill Belichick guys. Yeah. It's not working. Don't do it. Especially guys on the offensive side. 
Like it is not a good idea. And don't hire a, don't hire a guy who is benefiting off of being the coordinator of one of the greatest players in NFL history. Look at what's going on in Denver right now with Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, oh yeah. He was, he was the guy who made Aaron Rodgers good. It, it wasn't the other way around. <laughs> yeah, we, we, <laughs> I think we have enough data. I think we have enough data here for that one. Uh, Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So you're saying, so you're saying that somehow we're, we're, we're forgetting about the how, but somehow Carr becomes available. You think he deserves to, to maintain the, the respect of third tier quarterback. I'm a big Derek Carr fan. I've always been a big Derek Carr fan. I like him. I think again, if we're talking about, if we're talking about fits in the city, I think Derek Carr is a much better fit than Jimmy Garoppolo is. Uh, but I also, I also would have said that uh, that Jared Goff wouldn't work. So guys adapt, especially when their backs against the wall. And this is this is one of the things that we were talking about before the show started. Like you you do your best. You find out who you are when your back is against the wall. Yep. And I think we're gonna find that out with Derek Carr sooner rather than later because that situation is not going well, and his guy is starting to speak up about how poorly it's going in Devontae Adams. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's I – I don't – I wouldn't call Devontae a overly vocal guy. No. So it's definitely something where you got to take it. you got to take it for what it is. A change needs to be made. Some adjustment needs to be made and soon. And meanwhile, while they've become one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl at Bavada, the Philadelphia Eagles – also hold the seventh pick in the draft thanks to the New Orleans Saints. Mm. I ain't mad about it. You're doing you're living a you're living a great life. Tell you what, this year, I, and I said it to you before, I, I don't remember enjoying football more. It yeah. is this has been so much fun. This is this Eagles team is they've been so good and they're they're so easy to root for. You don't have a bunch of assholes on the team. They like each other. They're having fun. Sirianni is a moron, but he's a lovable moron, and he's <laughs> he's, a, he's a football savant for whatever it's worth. It's just it, it all works. And I'll tell you what, I'm scared about this game this weekend. We'll get into the picks in just a second, this Jaguars game this weekend. But I do hope while the Eagles showed up in full force to Washington last week, to share their opinion of their former quarterback, Carson Wentz. I hope the Eagles fans, and I believe they will, are much kinder this weekend when their former head coach, Doug Peterson, walks into the stadium. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh... <laughs> Doug, he, Doug deserves it. I think, I think they're going to be all right. There's going to be booze, but I don't think it's going to be anything close to what Carson Wentz saw. Well, no, they're not. They're, no, apples and oranges, apples two oranges, whatever. But no, 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 no. He got a ring, man. So there's that. There's gonna be some some respect there. It's just like it went out a little sour, but it went out a lot sour. But for for a lot of reasons, and you know, reasons it's difficult to be mad about. Looking back at it with Peterson, his big issue was he was incredibly loyal to his people. 
to yeah. a fault. And that led to guys getting opportunities in lead coordinator spots where maybe they shouldn't and longer opportunities and longer leashes in those positions than they should get. But if that's the biggest problem with a guy who wins you a Super Bowl, then that guy deserves a statue. Yeah, not boo. Oh. <laughs> so we can find a happy medium between. I, I don't. I think it's very unlikely there's going to be a statue. More likely that there will be an effigy of some sort. But there you go. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember leaving an Eagles game one time, and there was a bunch of people burning an effigy of a guy in a Bills jersey. So good times. This is this is like the formative years of what was probably like a fourteen-year-old Chris. So. Oh, this, oh, perfect. Explain, explain so much. Yeah, back back when my aunt would take me. In fact, we went to see the lion. The Eagles play the Lions in a playoff game where the Eagles ended up scoring fifty, or they they put fifty on the board, but I think it got taken away with a field goal. Mm. Uh, the the field goal got taken away with a penalty. And we were sitting up in the 700 level, which was like notorious for being a little rowdy and not yeah. so kid friendly. Mm. So yeah, those those were that was my foray into football. Yeah, you became a great guy. You became a great guy. Oh, I'll take your sarcasm as reality <laughs> and, and move right on. <laughs> Sorry, man. I actually do really. Thank you, buddy. We had a. Uh, I'm glad to know where that stands. Um, we had. Uh, we we're talking the other day, Alexa and I. God, I wish I remember what it was. I should have texted you immediately because I had a. F- we had a phrase that we wanted to praise. Come on, I need that. I know, but I would have been embarrassed if you had already done it. And oh I yeah, forgot. I definitely would have came at you. I definitely would have came at you. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not paying attention to anything. You. F- freaking moron <laughs> and it's not unfair and it's not unfair even a little all right let's get to this let's make some money picks this week thursday night football this is a fun one miami Dolphins, cincinnati Bengals in cincinnati bavada's got the Bengals minus four at home yeah going Bengals here man going Bengals. oh i think it's overblown to say over the hump i think it's very cliche to say over the hump but needed the win looked good in sp- Areas doing it in the areas they needed to still very they're like scheming um, borrow to not be hit. You can only yeah. do that for so long <clears throat> before defenses catch up. Yeah. But I think that the Dolphins aren't ready to be consistently the best and consistently the target. And that's the only reason besides going against a good team while being that that um, they'll fall this week. So give me the bank. Yeah, I do think a little bit's being made out of this whole uh, Bengals win over the Jets because it was the Jets. Mm-hmm. They're not what you would call classically good as a football team. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, look, great win. Happy. Turned it around a little. We'll see against a real team this week. Now, with that said, uh, this Dolphins team is in a very interesting situation because I don't think there's a person in the world that doesn't believe Tua was not significantly concussed last week. That's so uncool. Them them saying it was a back injury. Yeah. Like how uncool is that? Like, I know you don't want to snitch on yourself or whatever, but like we can all see it. (laughs) Like it's so uncool to do this. And to let him play also. Yeah. yeah, Like this is not cool. 
there was a lot of very questionable decisions made, especially I, the Chargers letting Justin Herbert take the field was crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and conversely, the Chargers were a little bit too honest about what they were doing to Justin Herbert all week and what they were planning on doing to allow him to play. Like, all of this is nuts, man. We have 17 games this year. Like, let, let a guy sit one. Let him sit a couple. I, I, this is the old, the old thing, and we watched this in Cleveland for all last year. Sometimes it's better to go with the healthy backup than the injured starter. I mean. <laughs> and yes, it was Case Keenum and Chase Daniel, so it's I mean, <laughs> kind of comparable, quite frankly. But, man, just protect this Justin Herbert is a superstar and he's yeah. a baby. Yeah. Protect him. Yeah. Quick question. Quick question for you. Yeah. Who's better to you right now between Case Keenum and Chase Daniel? Uh well, I give I give Chase Daniel a ton of credit because Chase Daniel has made an insane amount of money for <laughs> like never really having to play football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the better player is Case Keenum in a slight lead. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't think I don't think Chase Daniel is all that good. I just think he's better than Justin Herbert with broken ribs and whatever's going on. Oh, I agree. I agree. I actually, I'm probably closer in rating Daniel and and uh, Keenum than you are. So I, I I'm 1,000 percent on board with you. Have a capable. You have a guy that's capable. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's scary. Hopefully, prayers to you, Justin. Yeah, you're not kidding. The other upside with the the Bengals winning this is it would leave the Philadelphia Eagles as the NFL's only unbeaten team going into the weekend. Yeah, that's cool, and that's a cool thing to say. But in real, end it there. No buts. No (laughs) No, buts whatsoever. The the buts are in your favor this time. (laughs) Whoa! Um, I don't know how to take that one. Yeah, I know. Is that um, the Eagles are like? They are the best team, regardless of, of if you lose or not. Like what you all are showing and putting on film and putting on the field is pretty impressive. And I will I will toot my own horn here, man. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It's yeah. Well, it's it's difficult to predict that sort of evolutionary leap. Like this is I, I've always cross sport compared the progression that Josh Allen made to the, the progression that Kawhi Leonard took mm-hmm. early in his career. Mm-hmm. And like, like I, I, it's, it's premature to put Jalen Hurts in the category with Josh Allen at this point. Yeah. But if he keeps doing what he's doing right now, it's very, very, very similar. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think it's okay to go with it now and maybe be a little bit premature than to wait too late and not look like you didn't know what you were seeing when you were seeing it. Yeah, Hurts, the first player in NFL history to average 300 or more yards passing and 50 or more yards rushing through his team's first three games. Hurts was very good in college. Hurts <laughs> like, was – he was – well, I mean, hey, he was, he was in a pretty good quarterback room with Tua and, and those, those wide receivers that he had to play, including Devontae Smith. Including it's, the guy he's with now, yeah. Yeah, it's who looks sensational over the I last couple him. of weeks. Yeah. It's fun how offenses are a lot better when you get good players for the offense. 
Yeah, that's the and that's what I mean. <laughs> how it works. <laughs> like you've got you've got guys on your squad on this Eagles offense that are talented and workers, and yeah. your quarterback's like the lead worker. Come on, man. The formula writes itself. It is a powerful thing to have the most influential player be the hardest worker. It matters so much. And dare I say, and I don't know him personally, the appearance is that he's not a dweeb. He's not a hardworking dweeb, which, you know, you respect the hard worker, but he also seems like relatable and cool and can 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 uh, make the locker room, whoever's in it, feel feel like they're welcome. And it, it helps to add one of his closest friends who happens to be a 25 year old superstar wide receiver. And then your buddy is really good. Meanwhile, Traylon Burks had one catch for 13 yards for the Titans last week. What? And. <laughs> I mean, I want similar, him to be successful, but yeah. Similar production. <laughs> similar loosely. All right. The Minnesota Vikings travel to, well, they don't travel to Nolans. They will be taking on the Nolans Saints in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, UK, 10 a.m. this Sunday. Bavada has the Saints minus three. What do you think? Oh, man. I'm not for it. I'm not for this at all. I think the Vikings. This is the this is one of the better teams that London's going to get. Uh, I don't know if Cook's playing. I doubt it. And uh, but no, otherwise, I think I believe he's out. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, you've got. I still I still think scheme wise, the Vikings are in a stride. Um, I think we just overblew what the Packers weren't able to do. Uh, but yeah, I think the Saints, the the Vikings are the clear favorite here. I don't know. Sorry about it. What? Oh, so I'm. I said Saints minus three. That I was a hundred percent incorrect. Uh, it's Saints plus three, okay. but it's still still closer than I thought it would yes. be. Yes, yes, agreed, agreed. And what's going on with Justin Jefferson? Another week, another kind of disappointing box score. Uh, I don't. I didn't pay enough attention to his off the field way of being last year, but I will say that it is very hard at the highest level, at any level, but at the highest level to perform week in and week out on the field and then add salt to what you're doing by talking every week. It's very hard, man. And he has to, he's still young. He's still young. So maybe it's the lesson learning of make an adjustment on your game. And and, because regardless, like you could say, you could say they're bracketing him. You could say they're scheming against him. Now turn on the tape of some of the best of the best, and they figure it out. So that's his job next. Well, and that really wasn't the case so much this past, really the last two weeks. The Eagles didn't really bracket him. They just put Darius Slay on him whenever possible. And I'll tell you what, like, I don't, I don't want to buy into hyperbole and stuff like that, but I'm not sure I can say that Sauce Gardner is not the best cornerback in football already. Did you see the? Did you? Yeah, yeah. It's stupid <laughs> how good he is, and I mean he he held Jefferson to what? Oh, sorry, he held Chase to twenty nine yards. And, and and not like let's be clear because obviously the numbers speak for themselves, but like a grown man holding him to twenty nine yards, like it wasn't missed throws, it wasn't l- lack of targets. He got some tries. He got some tries. He stood up big. He stood up big deep, Chris. So mm. yeah, Jefferson. I mean. I get also not buying into the any type of thing that uh, Jeff Okuda, it, where he's at just yet. But I mean, I, I mean, I he should be very good. 
He should be. I, two, he's he's. I think he has a positive grade two out of these three weeks. Let me ask you this: knowing what we know through three weeks, would you stay Hutchinson or would you have, would you redo that pick to be Sauce? Mm, this is tough, man. Because they are different people. Such different people. I wonder. I wonder if there there needs to be. This is my take. This is my angle. I wonder if there needs to be more mojo on the back end. Um, I think they're both very good in doing their jobs. Uh, Hutchinson hitting the the wall a little early, but yeah. he brought another level of energy to that D line. Good. And he's of on course. pace for seventeen sacks this season. Yeah, I mean that first game kind of skewed. Yeah, of course it high it, yeah bumps it. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, I think the defensive line didn't need that that mojo. Like they we we need a playmaker, but that the, the energy he brings, but the deep the defensive backside does for the Lions. Still, it's evident. Yeah, and especially I know I know he's not a corner, but losing Tracy Walker for yeah. the season is yeah. a killer. Well, he's their captain. So. I'm just like. I'm not sure that Sauce isn't the best cornerback in football three games in. I'm willing to put him in there. He's in the he's in that top five group with Sertan and and the guys. It's crazy how like and it's it was borderline impossible to live up to the expectations that he had coming out of Cincinnati, where it's like, yeah, I didn't give up I didn't give up a touchdown in college. I didn't give up more than thirteen <laughs> yards to any individual receiver my last year. And like he's lived up to all of it. It's he's nuts. Like he's they're putting him on the guy. <laughs> oh yeah, and and that's what that's where he wants to be. That's where he wants probably be, will be bored and actually giving up plays if he wasn't. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills travel to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Bavada in a very alliterative uh, game here has the Ravens plus three at home. Ooh man, this one's hard for me. Because it is, it is becoming probably best or top three offensive weapon in the league versus second best team in the league. With the I mean, I'm, so Lamar Jackson is the top three offensive weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is Josh Allen? <laughs> You're right. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I mean. Josh Allen is in that top three too, but he's got to settle them down. I think I think they're in a in a place where they're learning the Chiefs the the, the Chiefs thing earlier than the Chiefs did, where it's like you've still got to put your quarterback in a position of success more so than allowing him to just do his thing. Yeah, uh, and because because it can just it can just be frustrating over time, and uh, and I don't know if the Bills can correct that in time to play a. a I mean, it's hard to call the Ravens hot, but they have a guy that can be hot at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but give me the Bills here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay grounded and then give me the Bills here. They're hot coming off of that one win. Exactly. Like, how do you, how do you name it? That it just was very good looking from, um, from a guy who is trying to let everyone know that he deserves his money. Oh, and I don't think there's any question that he deserves his money. That game. Well, I'm sorry. The Ravens have two wins. That wasn't fair, but. The other one was against the Jets, and we've established that I don't count those. <laughs> oh, man, he is – the contract he's going to get is going to be nuts. Yes, yes. You think the Ravens pay him? How don't you? Well, I'll tell you what. This this might be the dream scenario for the Lions is if that situation goes wrong, and then it's just who's willing to give up the most first-round picks to go get Lamar. 
and we're ready. Like we we've done a good job of not being fools in the draft and fools in spending to where we could pull something off. I've seen I've seen run of the mill, and who am I to say? But I've seen run of the mill fans speak up on this as soon as the cracks started to show in the negotiations. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it at all outside of this <laughs> segment, but I would like it. And you're assuring me that it will in fact happen. <laughs> The Chicago Bears, boy, game of the week. Chicago Bears head to New York to take on the New York football giants. Bovada has the Giants minus three at home. Man, I mean, look, (laughs) I know we say game of the week mainly because of the Bears. I know the Giants Mm -hmm. aren't loaded. Yeah. But they have they have they have Saquon Barkley and they're they're being coached better than we've seen in the last two years. Worth watching. Giants are better. Give me the Giants to bounce back. I can't believe they lost that game. One of my favorite stats. You know, I like the weird stats. Mm -hmm, You do. One of my favorite stats uh, for this year, Justin Fields through three games has 23 completions. And that's not the, that's not the fun part. Like Justin (laughs) Fields, Justin Fields for the season is 23 of 45 for 297 yards. You're like good game, good game. In no individual game does Justin Fields have more completed passes than rushing attempts. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry because what? That sucks. Sorry. You kind of suck. I don't think he sucks. By the way, the running has been worse than the passing. 27 carries for 95 yards. Oh, he's not doing good at it? No, he's not doing well. Like, you know, if you're a running quarterback, you want that number to be five and a half yards a carry. Yeah, what? I was going to say something like seven in this game with all the angles. So, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, he has not yet completed double-digit passes in a game. Yo, where are we, Chris? Where are we? Um, where this we're is- in a world where Equiminius St. Brown has been his go-to receiver. Okay, so are we saying are we are we caveating? Are we excusing? Oh, I'm not excusing, but there has to be a caveat. I remember last year, I I thought it was lunacy that the team was hyping up Daryl Mooney as a Woo! potential breakout target. It was so cool. It's like just because he's small and fast doesn't mean he's as good as other small and fast stars. Yeah, and now he's got four catches through three games for 27 yards. The, a player who they were like, hey, he's, he could be a number one receiver. No, he's garbage. And he and by the way, that those, three, uh, those four catches are tied for first on the Bears. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I lied. I lied. Tied for first among running backs. David Montgomery has five catches. I'm having a ball. I'm having a ball with this info. I want you to know that. And it's weird that Roquan Smith wanted to be traded. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. I don't care. I don't care. This is excellent. It's it's nuts, man. Like, Khalil Herbert's their leading rusher with 240 yards. Uh, Their leading receiver is Equiminia St. Brown with 77 yards through three games. (laughs) I, I don't, I don't I, understand. I think I think that they think that he's as good as his brother. Yes, the other brother. 
not Amonra, the third brother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, believe his, I believe his name is Osiris, if I remember correctly. Isn't he like 14? Uh, no, no, he's older. St. Brown, I'm looking it up. Uh, I'm, I'm, he's older. The other, the other one, yeah, I, I was correct. It's Osiris St. Brown. And Osiris is 24 years old from Placentia, California. Um, Placentia with an I? I, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. Very, very important. Uh, let's see. He may, is he still at Stanford? No. No, that was two years ago. And I wondered why he would be 24. So he is doing nothing. He is, I don't know, a construction worker at this point. <laughs> but what is what is okay i'm checking out osiris saints brown's twitter osiris you're, you're welcome you apparently have three kids you've been busy um that's what he's doing yeah he he just tweets a lot of stuff about his brother oh that's cool so, i guess that's nice of him uh yeah he doesn't seem like doesn't seem like he's doing anything of consequence but yes Equimenius is, I believe, very similar in talent to Osiris St. Brown. Yeah, yeah. You could have just said any Osiris. Any, Osiris yeah, any. Anyone. Can you name another Osiris? Uh, just the rapper. For me, I think the, the one that I con- was was the, uh, I feel like there was something about Osiris in the first Men in Black movie. I think so. Oh, it was Orion's belt. It was Orion's uh, belt. Yeah, yeah, it's a very sci-fi name, so we're almost there. It just shows that I'm an idiot. Is the moral mm. of the story? Mm. Ah, not disagreeing. I see the Cleveland Browns <laughs> head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Bavada has the Falcons plus a point and a half. Oh wow! The Browns have an injury that I don't know about. That's a great question. Uh, yeah, I believe it's Miles. Well, Miles Garrett had that single car accident, oh, but I, yeah. I th- they're not ruling him out at this point. He's worth. He's worth. I would even go as far as to say six points. Yeah, this feels. This feels like a weird one. Yeah, yeah. I usually trust Bavada too, but I'm gonna go. Hey, I mean the Browns are gonna. The Browns are gonna win. So I, I guess straight, straight take the straight win. I don't see. I, I mean. The Falcons have been getting their young guys involved. That's the highlight. Except for the quarterback. And also, <laughs> yeah. they only only last week did they remember Kyle Pitts was on the team. Yeah, why are they doing that? <laughs> why are they doing that? He's absolutely – why are they doing that? Why won't they just get him the ball? Like he, Everyone knows that the tight end is a sorry quarterback's best friend. Right. It, it seems odd. I don't like that at all. Like I'm actually like personally offended. At what point do they just, even if they don't, I mean, I'm sure they like Desmond Ritter. They picked them relatively early in the draft, but Mm -hmm. at what point are you just like, okay, yeah, that's right. We know what Marcus Mariota is. I don't think they must not like Ritter as a person. I have to start this rumor, which is apparently like he's, he's a big character guy too. So I don't know if I understand that pick at that point. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you brought him in. So, for the very reason that he could at least inspire the team, make the locker room richer. But no, nope, nope. They hate him. Yeah, they, they need to at least know what he is by the end of the year. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. How many games do you think you a quarterback would need to do that? 
uh, well, so he was a third round pick, right? Mm-hmm. I would say I want him. I want him starting. Oh God! I think the Falcons mm-hmm. stink. If the Falcons are two and eight, I want them starting the last seven games. Seven's fair. I won't put. I mean, it's it's probably probably more than you can expect. But like, what if you're two and eight going into week eleven? Why are you playing your starting quarterback or whoever it, it was starting? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if, if it's Marcus Mariota, it's not like it's not like they have Lamar Jackson and they're struggling. Right, right. Where you work through it? No. No, get me out of here. Get everyone out of here that you can, to be honest. Agreed. All right. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, and Bavada has the Eagles minus six and a half at home. Well, we keep hearing about how I feel about the Eagles. The Jaguars, on the other hand, trending upward. I oh, didn't sure. watch enough, um, and I told myself I would, and I didn't follow up on like really studying uh, Trevor Lawrence this week or this past week. So, because I enjoy watching the Eagles, I'm going to get a chance to do that. Uh, this won't matter. The Eagles are the best team in football and will win this game. But I would like to see uh, how the ja- the Jags respond to this. Lawrence has gotten substantially better. I think he he got a little bit of a bad rap last year because he was playing for, well, Urban Meyer. Correct. And that didn't go great. Uh, that team was a disaster. He he's a he's he looks like the player he was supposed to look like coming out of college. Um, that Jaguars defense has also been very good. This game scares me because uh, now there's this, oh, yeah, yeah, the Eagles should win this one easily. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel good about that. I've taken the Jaguars, I think, all three weeks as underdogs on pursuit of a parlay, and mm-hmm. twice it's hit. So, I don't know. I'm not as confident as you are, but. You never just... are in this in this Eagles team, but I think the thing, it's not even about. Let me be clear. It's not even about what they have, even Mm -hmm. though that's a big piece. I can, I am feeling who they are and who they're working to be. There's, it's like, it's hard to break that where you're like, this is what we do though. So like against adversity, against beating teams, you know, coach Walton, my my old college coach who coached for the jets coached, you know, invented some stuff on offense, very wise. He used to say, you know, have a list of things he would say before uh, the Fridays before our games. And, Obviously, it didn't resonate for us college kids, even though they were gems. Because <laughs> we would we would go on to either, you know, underachieve. But one of them was that you 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 beat the teams on the schedule that you're supposed to beat. Like that's what winning program, winning organizations, winning programs do. You know who the team is before you, based on your preparation during the week, and then you beat them. Once you deem them not better than you, yeah. you go out there and you do it. And I think the Eagles have that. I think they have that sense. I hope so. We will find out. This is going to be a telling game. The Los Angeles Chargers head to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans minus, pardon me, plus five at home. Yeah. Bounce back no matter what you call it for the Chargers. Uh, Give me me the Chargers to win this. By five or more. I just want this guy to stay healthy, man. I just, I do not want to get the notification that Justin Herbert broke his ribs and he's out for the season. Well, I agree. Before I say, well, I agree. They, they, everyone involved have, has made their choice. Unfortunately, yeah, that's fair. The New York Football Jets head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers minus three at home. Ugh, 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 ugh. All right, here we go. <laughs> non-biased mm-hmm. pick. Non-biased pick. Uh, damn, this is hard. 
Sorry. I mean, there's some infighting going on in, in, in the New York locker room right now as well, on top of them not being that good. Might be Zach Wilson again this week. Oh, Steelers. <laughs> Go with the Steelers. Seriously, I, I know as of last night, there was it was leaning in the direction that it was going to be Zach Wilson returning this week. I haven't seen any updates on it since then. Yeah. We know what Flacco is at this point. I think we can move on. I think we can. I think we can and should. The Seattle Seahawks, probably the worst team in professional football this year, head to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. Bavada has the Lions minus four at home. This is the team we needed. This is the team we needed after yeah. after after what we did, um, what they did against the Vikings last week. It's not morale, morale, and 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 you need to get you need to get over the hump of that morale buster quickly. I think Seattle's prime for that. So thank you. They cannot keep up with us offensively. So no worries there. Give me the Lions to have another win that makes us believe that they're ahead of schedule. This, to me, strikes me as the most boring game of the week. The Tennessee Titans travel in Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bavada has the Colts minus three at home. Oh, the Colts. I don't, I can't, I can't call it because it was a Chiefs loss. Yeah. It was a Chiefs loss. Uh, And then the Titans, they also aren't making adjustments. They also are in a state of delusion. And I don't know who who to say is in a worse state. But I'll go with the Colts here just because if the Titans aren't going to be ready to move on and, and close this window and gain some uh, electricity and, and see what that does with your young quarterback, things like that, then then I can't call it. So give me the Colts. Yeah, if you would have told me that Matt Ryan passing yards plus Jonathan Taylor rushing yards sub 300 – and the Colts win, I would not have believed you. No, no, no. But how how crazy football has been, Doug. That, that it certainly has. And Mahomes led the Chiefs in rushing, which is probably not a good thing. Mm-hmm. The Washington Commanders head to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys minus three at home. Yeah, this one's hard for me to pick, too, because... The Commanders are uh, a terrible team that flash uh, flash moments that are good teams have, mm. and the Cowboys are just very average. And I don't know which one does the thing for long yeah. enough in this game. Um, I am not Team Cooper Rush. I'm no, not one. No one is. <laughs> Except Jerry Jones, apparently. I want to say leave it to Jerry Jones and his campaign. Uh Give me actually give me the commanders here. Um, this is my last anti uh Cowboys. I'm gonna actually give them a true valid assessment if they manage to beat the commanders and because because they're a bit Cowboys are still giving up big plays and commanders can take them. So we'll so give me the commanders. Well, that's my expectation is that Washington's just gonna try and force Dallas to beat them through the air. And if you, you go in with the attitude that if Cooper Rush beats us, you know Cooper Rush beats us, right. And that's fair, right? Oh, for sure. No, yeah, for sure it is. Cooper Rush, not a good National Football League quarterback. The Denver Broncos head to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Bavada has the Raiders minus two and a half at home. So, yeah, this team's issue, the Raiders I'm speaking about, 
isn't mm-hmm. going anywhere. We, we we touched on it a little bit. I didn't. I did for a second, but then it slipped me that I didn't uh, at the time equate the Raiders stinkiness to the Josh McDaniels effect. But this actually makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense at how sloppy they are offensively, how um, it looks like their cars are steps low, which means to me that Josh McDaniels is in the mix a little bit too much and not letting them play. And that goes from practice to meetings to game days. So give me the Broncos here who are still filling out things and have their own ineptitude at the highest uh, position of their coaching staff. Give, at least they have the pillars on defense to make it hard to lose. So give me mm-hmm. the Broncos here. The New England Patriots head to Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers. Biggest line of the week, Bavada has the Packers minus nine and a half. Woo. Uh, yeah, the Pats. They got nothing without their quarterback, so give me Packers here. I'm with it. Didn't have uh, didn't have much with their quarterback. <laughs> Adding quite that frankly, insult and injury, literally. If this is going to be Brian Hoyer, oh boy, Brian oh, Hoyer boy. versus Aaron Rodgers. I forgot he was available. Uh yes, yes, he is in fact available. He will. Brian Hoyer is the kind of guy who's he he's always going to be available. You can count on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Western Michigan quarterback Bailey Zapp, the only other quarterback on the roster. So, yeah, that looks good. The Kansas City Chiefs head to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Closest line of the week. Bavada has the Bucks plus one at home. Wow, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm. I like it. Is I don't think it'll be that close. I'm worried. I'm worried about the offensive production of the Buccaneers. I'm worried about their timing. I'm worried about all those things. Uh, the fact they, that everyone's hurt. They, and they have no one. So I think it's actually going to be a, 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 Chiefs, a Chiefs relative cakewalk. Um, again, I mean, it's hard to cakewalk at a Tom Brady-led team. But, yeah, give me give me a six-plus-point six win for the Chiefs. And the final game of the week, the Los Angeles Rams head to San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Bavada has the 49ers minus one and a half at home. Hmm. Forty ers the favorites is interesting. It is, it is. I thought the, I thought the Rams would have earned their respect back a bit. And both, and it's a, it's a game's in California. It's not. Yeah, yes, it's a 49ers home game, but the game is in California. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually gonna. Sorry, <laughs> being Bavada beefing this week, man. <laughs> I'm not going, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go Rams here. I think I'm yeah, I like it's it's only even money at the plus one and a half, but I think this this Rams money line is going to a little preview for parlay on Friday. I think it's gonna make the cut for sure. I don't I don't know that I this 49ers team that I completely buy them. Garoppolo didn't look super comfortable last week. Right. We shall see. All right. That is week four in the National Football League. He's been Mario Hines. I've been Chris Horwood. We thank you for listening. We'll see you back here next time.